0: You know, I've been, I had a lot of wins in life, and I'm sure you have too, Jamel. Mm-hmm. But as I, I, as I get older, I have to remember that, Chris, you ain't none but a man. You're human, and you ain't going to always win. So I have to remind myself, like, look, Chris, expect wins with losses. Like, it's just part of the game. Just part of the game. So if you're going to do Section 8, you're probably going to have more wins than losses, right? You might get a bad tenant here and there. But just prepare yourself to... Take action in spite of being scary, y'all. Perfect. 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 Perfect.
1: What's up everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. And today We're going to talk about a topic that I haven't covered yet on my channel, and I think you guys are going to benefit from it because there's a lot of mysterious ins and outs of this particular sector when it comes to real estate investing, and we're going to crush this conversation so that you get all the ins and outs that you need in understanding the value of section eight in the real estate investing business with my man, Chris Haskins. What's up, man?
0: Hey, homie. Jamel, thank you so much for what you're, do- what you're doing in our, the real estate investing world. It's an honor.
1: Oh, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you, bro. Yeah. Hey, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man?
0: Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I'm Chris Haskins. From, I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia. I came to Hampton, Virginia to go to Hampton University and HBCU because I was trying to get the black experience. It was overrated. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Went into the music business, did that. After drinking, drugging and sexing for eight to nine years, I found out that was a destructive lifestyle that I did not want to stay in. Went into real estate, finally met a I've met a beautiful lady, got a family now. So thank God I didn't kill myself in the music business, Jamel.
1: Yeah, man. So what age did you start in a in a real estate business?
0: I was 28.
1: 28, man. So you're yeah. kind of early bloomer, right?
0: Depends uh, on who you ask. It mean, i thought it was late, but yeah, when I would not look now, you know, grown man, fifty, still renting. You know, it all depends on your perspective.
1: <laughs> very true, man. I started when I was twenty-one, so yeah, I, I consider that to be a very early bloomer. Oh yeah, you know, especially when it comes to to business in general, because most people are not thinking about that. You know, mm-hmm. I guess I was ahead of my time, like you. You man, are ahead you of your are. time.
0: Yeah, you are. I'm 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 honored to be in the in the same conversation with you, my friend.
1: Oh man, it's a, it's a pleasure, bro so so tell us a little bit about like how you got started like why real estate how did that even come about
0: yeah well the music business you can work on projects i'll never forget teddy riley he's a record producer i think he's from harlem
1: yeah i think he is from Harlem, teddy riley yeah yeah
0: so he came here and then you know obviously the thing was to you probably don't know this but pharrell timberland and rodney jerkins always yeah they all came through uh Anybody was anybody back in the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands, including myself. I'm like, man, I was a member of that. So we came through Teddy's camp. Got
1: you so walking
0: in, you- seeing the twenty six million plaque from Michael Jackson. I mean, you walk into his studio. I mean, who has a twenty six million? You know, I got a four million, but 26. So twenty six. So anyway, you no, know, Michael Jackson. I'm rolling with Teddy, and I found out that Teddy would buy songs from other producers like me. Jamel, do you know you would record the song? I will never forget Chris Henderson told me, Chris, you can record a song. You can do the vocals. You can make a hit record, but it may not ever be a hit. Teddy would take your music and put that on the shelf. Boom. Thank you. Nice knowing you just to make sure it was off the market. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is a business that I don't know if I want to be a part of. And it would take you, you know, it might take somebody. Five months to do an album. You know, and if you in real estate, you, you know, equate that time, you take five months of effort. I want to get something out of that. But in the music business, Jamel, you can do an album here, or there, or over there. You got five, six albums done and have zero return. I had to second guess my, my financial future.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. So, what sparked your interest with the real estate segment then?
0: Well, I, uh, my cousin and my friends saw I was I had made some money. We had a publishing deal with EMI. Shout out to Jay Praise. Had a little bit of capital. A lot of people never get a deal. So I started uh, using putting up capital to them flipping houses. And I'm like, man, we made fifty thousand. I ain't do nothing. Let uh, me consider this. So I started doing it actively and then another fifty, and a twenty here, and a thirty there. I'm like, you know what? That took me six months to make. Well, I might do a record in the music business and shoot, we might make zero return. I got to make
1: a shift. <clears throat> That's right, man. And, and obviously if you're making money doing it, it's something that you, you want to continue doing it. Now we had a discussion beforehand and we'll, we'll get into this conversation uh, a little later. Do you really love real estate now that you've been doing it for so long?
0: <laughs> Crazy. I Jamel, I want your viewers and your audience to know, I love real estate, but I don't like it. Mm. I love real estate, but I don't like it. I I liken it to being married. You know, you love your wife, you love your spouse. But I'm telling you, my wife says sometimes, Chris, I don't like you. It. So it's and I'm, dude, I'm just so transparent, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I feel so, but I know I'm loving I'm not gonna do anything to hurt you. Just like with my real estate, I'm not gonna do anything to hurt it. But sometimes I just don't like dealing doing the real estate deals. I just don't like it.
1: Yeah, a check becomes a check, it becomes a check over time, man. It, it gives, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm you know, we've been doing this for you know, we could, we're considered to be OGs in the game, right? And yep. mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, man, it, be, it becomes a boring business. Just money. It's just, it's money. just money. Right. You know, so, and and that's money. a good place to be in, though, Chris, right? Would you agree with that? That's a good place to be in, man. Most people are trying to get to that point where it's just money
0: to them. You know what? I never thought about it like that, Jim. I mean, I don't value the dollar like I used to. I yeah. value relationships. I value integrity, honesty. I value being able to get you on the phone. That stuff there, you can't put a price on that stuff.
1: Absolutely, but a
0: dollar—I mean, the government gave me twenty grand. I mean, they printed it and gave it to me on the PP. You know, it's like so. Yeah, it doesn't have as much meaning to me now.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. You know, when I was in my twenties, and it meant a lot because I didn't have any money. Don't have, but you know what? I value about real estate the most: time and freedom. That's true, and that's that's what I put. You know, I put that message out to my audience as well, man but you know at the end of the day man i think the time and the freedom that this yeah. business affords me is what i value the most i don't care about the 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 everyday deal making aspect of the no. business anymore not like i used to man you know I, i've fun. been there and done that you know
0: that's tough so, to turn you into you can you can stay in that you know a lot of those dudes stay in i call it the warrior mode yeah we get trapped in looking for deals
1: and that's a real phenomenon in my opinion yeah some is. deals are addicted to got to get that next deal yep for sure, man. So obviously there's a lot of different sectors in real estate, right? You, you've you done a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Um, we were just talking about subject twos and we decided to talk about the section eight sector of uh, real estate, man. So yeah. why don't we, how did you get started in doing section eight, uh, landlording?
0: Yeah, man. Okay. So when I got in the game, I did some flips with some other people, but I didn't do anything, but Put up some money, so then I was like, you know what? I want to create loan I want to be be well. I want to create wealth. Back then, they were doing something called a no doc loan in two thousand five. You could just yep. sign whatever.
1: <laughs> You're taking it back, man.
0: <laughs> Dude, I bought all these rental properties, Jamel. I lost three of them. Anyway, so <clears throat> I was getting tenants in oh five oh four five six seven, and they were just taking me to the cleaners, Jamel. Mm not paying rent, lying to me, dragging me out. I got to take them to court, half rent. I mean, it was just, I'm like, you know what? If I continue, I remember saying this to myself. If I keep doing this, doing business like this, I won't be in business for long. Mm. So I'm like, I got to do something else, man. And one of my old mentors did a section eight. And I'm like, why don't you try section eight? And then when I look back, it just looks like such a clear picture. But when I was doing it, I'm like, Chris, you're crazy. Dealing with these Section Eight, they're gonna they're gonna tear your house up, and they're gonna be oh. crazy people, and they're gonna be living below substandard and all that. I just had so much heartburn and nightmares of what I thought Section Eight was until I got into the system.
1: Mm. And that's the key word right there, right? Systems. Oh yeah, system, system. So, so what are some of the misconceptions people have when it comes to Section Eight, man? Because I, I know for me, right. I love Section 8 tenants, right? I know it's guaranteed money for me every month pretty much. Yeah. But I've had horror stories as well. Maybe we could talk about some horror stories later. Let's do it. But, uh, you know, what are some of the misconceptions when it comes to uh sec- renting the Section 8 tenants?
0: Yeah. I think the biggest misconception is, Jamel that they're going to tear your place up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had the mindset, honestly, man, I, you know, I, I remember in my life where someone had given me something nice. I took care of it. Yep. You know, and I'm like, I always thought I was, I used to, I prayed, I asked the universe, asked God, I'm like, you know, there's got to be somebody out there. Just like it took me some time to find my wife. There's got to be somebody out there that will appreciate me giving them a nice clean place to live. In return, they will take care of it for me. Make sure the rent gets paid on time, be polite to me Mm -hmm. and be a pleasant to work with. I just, I, I thought that that person was out there just like I thought that my wife was out there. And lo and behold, They were these people are looking for people that won't judge them. They're looking for people that would treat them with dignity, honesty, humility, compassion. Cause from my experience, the majority of section eight landlords, they don't really have the best view of the tenants. Generally speaking.
1: That's the truth, man. I'm going to tell you a little, a little story, man. You know, it's probably not even a story. It's more of a statement. I think that people are afraid of section eight tenants, because of the the like you said the misconceptions that they that they have on them, but I'll tell you the 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 worst experiences I've personally ever had with tenants in general, whether it's Section Eight or not, was when a tenant tried to sublease to another tenant. Mm. Those has been those have been, from my experiences, every single time a tenant did that without my consent and I wasn't able to screen the person, mm-hmm. that person trashed my house.
0: You're an expert at screening people.
1: 100% of the time, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am definitely great at screening people. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, I, and I think people like my upfront. Um, demeanor. I'm more upfront. Exactly. My, my upfront demeanor with them. I'm straight up. You know, you don't want to be out in the cold with your kids. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> right. you know, I'm from up north, man. That's the kind of the way we do things. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I would ever put a kid out. I mean, that's not that's not going to happen because I have kids myself. But um, how to the, they get through your policies and procedures
0: to sublisten? That that sounds like a Jamel Gibbs. Hiccup so, on
1: that. You know what it is, man? They just they, people are sneaky. You know what I mean? Especially when I had a lot of rentals, people would just, you know, it's kind of hard to manage a yeah. ton of rentals, even with a management company. Right. So they don't really know what's going on all the time. Uh, so that just taught me something. I learned, uh, you know, our, our friend Ron the Grand calls it an expensive seminar. Right? <laughs> you learn the lessons of the streets, man. You, you get these seminars all over the place, man. Yeah. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that where where my properties were destroyed, not taken care of, people not paying is when a hundred percent of the time has been when they when they were subleased without my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you know, that person just trapped. I'll give you an example. When I was living in Redding, I had this property sick. It was uh, you can look it up 926 Moss Street. Uh, back <laughs> in, the, in the uh, back during the last uh market crash, I actually had to foreclose on that property. Oh, you so, you sell or financed my- it? No, I it was I, I took a loan out from the bank. This is when I was probably six years in the game, I, I, I had a lot of properties, but this is one property I actually took breaking my own rules, I took it under my own name mm-hmm. and I ended up having to trash that property. I started losing money out of everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, ended up losing that property as well, right along with it. So it's 926 it. Mall Street and at the end of the day, that tenant was supposed to be a lease option tenant. She was leasing a property from me. She ended up subleasing it to her daughter who wasn't even like, she didn't even exist as far as I, I was concerned, I come pick up the rent one day and, uh, you know, the door is wide open and, uh, you know, the neighbor started, the neighbor came out, the lady had roaches and all kinds of stuff, man. It was just Ugh. nasty. Um, so I ended up having to let that property go, unfortunately, but mm. it's always a hundred percent of the time when it was a sublease, man. But that's, that's neither here or there, bro. So, so. Again, you know, I think that's the biggest misconception that people might have, like you nasty. said. Nasty, yeah. That would be Section 8 tenants. But really, I, ironically, I've never had a problem with a Section 8 tenant, man. I
0: have had one in my career. She had yeah. mental issues, so... But but my thing is, where could you say you rent to this section of the population and have one problem? Exactly. One, and I wow. still got the rent. So it wasn't like she wasn't paying, you know? So, But before I went to Section 8, you can have problems and not get the rent, right? So at least with Section Eight, if you got a problem, problem pop off, at least you know you're getting direct deposit.
1: I think think people, um, they have this generalized idea that the Section Eight tenant isn't paying that much to live in a property, and they're getting most of the money from the government, mm. and that's why they're like, okay, these people just don't wanna, they're not gonna take care of my place. But that's far from the truth. I'm gonna oh, tell yes. you that right now. Yes. So, what are some of the obstacles that you faced um, stepping into the Section 8 business, man?
0: Yeah. I think, uh, man, obstacles. You, uh, I think that people, we should know that you have to screen the tenant regardless whether it's a Section 8 tenant or not. You know, it doesn't matter to me that you go. All the Section 8, we have to remember, the only thing Section 8 does is subsidize the rent. That's it. Period. Yep. So you know that, Jamel. So, They ain't gonna go over there make sure they're clean. They're not gonna make sure that they're nice people. They're not not gonna verify the boyfriend. Yeah, so you got to screen these people.
1: Yeah, and another thing, Section Eight will um, do—they'll make sure that the property is in livable. Oh yeah, uh, a certain standard of uh, of living, you know, livable shape, right? So you can't just if put it this way. Like Chris just gave y'all a golden nugget a few minutes ago. He said, "If." I find a tenant and I pre- present them with a property that is uh, it's a nice property, livable, and it's something that they actually want to live in. Guess what? The mentality of the person changes. They want to take care of the property. Oh, yeah. Point. But if you give them trash, guess what? They're going to treat it like trash. Mm-hmm. So the object and what we're talking about here is if you're going to go into the Section 8 business, treat it like a business, man. Don't oh, give people, yeah. you know, do, would you want to live there? You know, give these people places that they really want to enjoy. You know, they, they're they going to be proud to live there and they're going to treat it like that. But oh, if you man. give them junk, they're going to they're going to they're going to treat it like trash and your property is going to continue to go down in value. That's basically how it how it works. Right. That's
0: a good point. That's a good point.
1: Great point, man. So let's give them some steps on how to get started in the in a section 8 process. Man, if, if you're a landlord right now, you're looking to rent properties or you're looking to get started in the Section 8 sector of real estate. What is, let's say, three to five steps that our listeners can use to to get started in the Section 8 business?
0: Yeah, first thing I would do is go down. What I did, I just went down there and introduced myself to the housing department. It's like, hey, how you doing? I'm a landlord. I'm interested in placing my house on the, uh," it was called Section 8, it's now called the Housing Choice Voucher Program. I don't know if you can, we could probably Google that too, but I just like, I'm hands on, you I, mean, I like, I get my energy from the people. So I went down there, how are you doing? How do I do it? And you'd be surprised. These people are very nice. I mean, they really are happy to see, because usually think about it. If they're working at that office, who are they used to seeing come down to talk to them? Tenants. Yep. So when you go down there, they are just so, they are ecstatic, ecstatic to see you show up like a landlord. Okay, so he's offering housing. He doesn't need me to go and do all this work for him to try to get him a house. So I'm telling y'all, they are so happy to see you come down there. Get to know them a little bit. Second thing, look at, take, a, take an inventory of your property because not all properties will pass the inspection. If your windows are busted, don't even list your house. If, they, if, you, you know, <laughs> if your carpet is torn and you got
1: cracks in your tile. Don't even waste your time. That goes back to what we were just talking about, right? Give them a presentable place to live in, right? Yeah. If you're missing a the handrail, they're not going to pass the inspection. Mm-hmm. If you're, like Chris said, if if the window is cracked, don't even, don't even, don't even go. fix 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 the property. Make it livable. Make it something that people are going to be proud of. They're going to have a much better tenant in the end.
0: I think section eight helps new landlords too, Jamel. Yeah, stay on top of the maintenance and upkeep because. That yearly inspection it helps somebody that doesn't necessarily know about property maintenance. You know, it'll kind of push you to do that.
1: Yep, that's a great point, man. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point.
0: So yeah, it'll say, you know what, well, Mister Smith, or you, you know, you got a broken window, or you got a door off hinges, or you got a, cl- a crack in the cabinet or something, and then you can be proactive because mm-hmm. something about real estate, uh, from my experience, is just it's alive, man, and they can either be maintained and keep its value or it can just go down a little I don't know it just kind of goes down over time man if you don't
1: maintain it. That's right. Maintenance is the key word man. So gotta we got go down to the office. Yep. And we got list the property if it's in livable shape.
0: Look at take an inventory. Take an inventory of your property because some properties won't well, you know some guys include me I got ugly I do lease options so I mm-hmm. do ugly rentals too. I mean I would never try to put that stuff on section mm-hmm. eight. You know, another one is uh, I don't tip my tongue. When you're, when you're, when you're the mentality, like when you deal with these people. I approach these people. I am so thankful, and it's crazy because when they meet me, they're like, "Are you for real?" I am thankful for them. I'm like, I'm, I'm thankful. I love my section. I love you guys. I mean, you think about it. Where else can you meet? Just talk about the people that you know and the tenants that you have. Where else can you meet and sign a piece of paper and lock in? 12 months rent, Jamel, and be forget about it. Yep. I don't have to Think about it. I'm like, I love you. Come on in. As opposed to the other landlords, all right. Why should I rent to you? Like, come on <laughs> in. I'm like, are you crazy? It's just a mindset shift. It's the same interaction, yep. same person, same space, different mindset. When you meet these people, be thankful for their company. You know, then they might have a problem. They might be coming from some challenged background. But don't we all have our issues? I mean, I'm telling you, though, if, if you treat these people kind, man, they will stay. My people stay with me. For, I mean, they've been with me forever and they that's don't right. even like to live.
1: Guaranteed money, man, for a period of time. Man. And then, like you said, it's a relationship thing. So if you treat them the way you want to be treated, they're going to stick mm-hmm. around forever and then make sure that they take care of your property at the same time. man. It's that's golden, it's, man. It's golden. That's all it is. It's golden, brother. That's all it is, man.
0: And I hope your people that are listening, man, I, I mean, every time I go down there, right? And matter of fact, they call me frequently the, from the housing department. They're like, Mr. Haskins, do you have any more units? Do you have? Do you know anybody? They're always looking for. Pro- I'm like, what is up <laughs> with my? Why are y'all? I'm talking to my boys. Nah, I ain't doing that. I don't want to do that. Okay. But you the same one called me. Chris, man, damn, I ain't got rich. Corona, you know, I'm like... <laughs> I chose not to participate in the mater- in the moratorium. I'm like, I'm just not going to I remember Robert Kiyosaki saying something about, I'm not going to participate in a recession. I didn't understand it. Now I'm like, you know what? I chose
1: not to participate in the uh, pandemic. That's right. I chose not to. I'll be honest, man. And you could probably relate to this, man. I think the pandemic financially, I think I've made more money in a pandemic in one year than I've ever made in 20 years in business, man.
0: Yeah, we call that. Dan Kennedy calls that the phenomenon where you make crazy. more money in a year. Yeah.
1: It's crazy, man. Something in it. Dan Kennedy's a man, by the way, bro. When it come to marketing, that he's a beast, man. Like, yeah, we got to of- get it to him another day, right? Yeah, we got to get That's a whole nother conversation, man. <laughs> so, so how are you acquiring these uh, Section 8 deals, man? Subject two. well, I just, I bought a
0: bunch of rentals back in the day, but still a a lot of my stuff is short sale, man. And once again, back to Robert Kiyosaki, I remember when I was buying these short sales, I'm like, man, am I in the part, am I in this time of my life where real estate is just on sale Mm. from the 2012s to the 17s, you know, where you could got old 130 and we buy it for 30 or 40, you know what I mean? That's just the times side of the times, man. So I was acquiring them, paying cash for them, or getting a private lender and borrowing money for a few years, wiping them out, sticking to Section 8, and I'm done with it. I'm just done.
1: That's it, man. And have you, have you, I, I know you mentioned uh, lease options and things like that. So basically, you're using creative methods to be able to find the deals, uh, however you find them, whether it's for sale by owner or whatever.
0: Fizbo usually, yeah.
1: Fizbo's, right? So you're going through, you're finding them, you're locking them up traditionally through some creative method or through a a cash deal.
0: We do private, yeah, just private money.
1: Private money, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, you're exiting by holding on to the property long-term and exiting with uh, Section 8 tenant pretty much.
0: That's one leg of my income. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. entrepreneurs, it ain't no one way. No, no options. You know, so yeah, Section 8 is my one leg. Absolutely, man. And I'm telling y'all, if you could just stick with it, Section 8 will pay off all your real estate. If you could just hang in there. If you can just, and I, I've seen it, I've lived it. I am the research, y'all. Forget tenants. I always said, you know what? Why not partner with the biggest, baddest business
1: in the land, the United States government? That's right, man. (laughs) Have you ever tried? uh, uh, Do you own any multi-units as well? I had
0: one duplex, man,
1: but I need to get into that. I haven't really got into multi Yeah, we got to talk about that, man. My my goal right now is to pick up another 5,000 units in the next five to seven. Well, really, by the time I'm 50, I'm 40 now. So I'm giving myself 10 years, but I want to do it in five to seven you know what i mean wow um and the reason i, I asked that is because would, would you consider renting to section eight tenants and multi-units as well and obviously the answer is a resounding what
0: oh yeah and there's, no
1: question. there's just
0: right. no question they'll pay your stuff off man now you're mm-hmm. gonna have to you know it ain't like you just check them in there and forget about it because we do have kids yep you know, you got to deal with kids and that could be a pain for some people don't like living next to kids. And if you got a lot of them in one building, you got a lot of kids hanging around. That could be a little, that could be something you have to probably deal with and consider, I mm-hmm. would say.
1: Now you got a, you got a program, man, uh, on section eight investing, and I'm definitely going to link it in this, in the uh, description box for those of you who want the intricate details of how to uh monetize your your rental properties through section 8. You definitely want to check that course out. Uh yeah. section 8 is almost like guaranteed money, y'all. I'm going to be real with you. You know, um like anything else, it's going to come with the with the pros and the cons. But at the yeah. end of the day, you are getting a guaranteed check every single month, and I believe eighty percent of it is covered by the government. So your tenant really only has a small percentage every single month that they has to that they got to cover. Uh, the, this is something that you definitely want to be thinking about if you're looking at long term holds, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Chris said, it, you know, the government will pay off your property if you can just hang in there, <laughs> right? So it takes a little bit of mental strength, but what would you rather do? Have the tenant, uh, had to have the government pay off your property or try to find a tenant who you hope to collect from? Mm. Uh, that's kind of the way you got to think about it, right? This is not a hope business. No way. You don't want to be in a hope business. You want to be in a profit business. I love know? that. This is definitely the way to do it, right? So um, what are some, some generalized steps besides you know what we already discussed that our listeners should take in order to get started, Chris.
0: It's so weird because you and me are talking here. We're semi-successful entrepreneurs, and this is what we do. We live it. Guys, we are doing this right now. You know, it's not like we're earlier we were talking about theory. I'm like, this ain't no I can show you the paper. You know, my files are full of it. So Uh, your crew, just at least at least consider it. You know, I don't want to seem like I'm being too pushy, but uh, other things, screening is the big thing. So the course goes over how to locate, how to screen, how to place your tenant, and how to manage it over time. Because wealth comes from management. Mm-hmm. As we matriculate, thank you, Hampton University. You start now. You're trying to figure out how to earn, and then you learn that earning is only one leg of the five rules of gold. Yep, earning money is the easiest part of uh, being an entrepreneur. I don't want to make them sound like I'm minimizing it, minimizing it though, Jamel. Because earning, you know, it seems like a huge amount, but then just say, I always tell people, look, what if I give you 100000 What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? You know, we'll, we'll get to that. So, Section 8 management is about the last leg how to locate, screen, place, and manage your tenant. That's what the course goes over because you got to know this stuff. You got your same problems with Section 8 tenants that you have with regular tenants. But the good thing about it with Section 8, at least you get your check along with some of the problems.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like so, that with anything, though, really. You can have a regular rent to have problems right along with the with the tenants, you know? Have you ever considered, uh, and it's just as a random question, have you ever considered maybe turning some of those Section 8 tenants into potential homeowners at some point? I had thought about that, Jamel.
0: But once again, man, it's like, uh you know, you get bored, you get lazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. you get the check comes in every month. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I probably could.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. So definitely uh look into section eight, guys. Um, I'm I'm a huge advocate of it myself, just like yeah. Chris. But Chris is more of a master in uh uh some of everything, guys. Don't don't sleep. He's definitely out here doing his thing, but um, I, I really wanted to have him on to talk about this Section Eight sector of real estate, specifically some of the positive aspects of it, and even some of the negatives. Maybe we'll go into a little bit of a story on, you know, I, you? I, I told you, I told you uh, one of my stories from a non-Section Eight tenant. Maybe we'll hear from uh, a Section Eight tenant, right? Okay. There's pros and cons to everything, really. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I really wanted you wanted to open up, I wanted to shine some light on why Section 8 is beneficial to you as a real estate investor, especially as a buy and hold investor. This could be area dependent as well. You know, it really all depends on location sometimes. Right. But at the end of the day, it's almost like it's the closest thing you're going to get to guarantee money every single month. Right. Scott Jelinek, who's a mutual friend of both of ours, he told me one time, he said, look, man, he had a guy tell him He said a guy came, to uh, a guy that he knew, he said, guy told him, look, I got $80,000 and I could spend this $80,000. And next month on the first, I know I I got another $80,000 coming. So just Mm -hmm. imagine that's like hitting a lottery every single month, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Imagine doing that with guaranteed money from the government. Section eight. That's what we're talking about right here. So if you want to build real wealth, in real estate, have the government pay off your properties, and you know that's a whole nother video within itself. Should you pay off your your properties, if you want to have the government do it for you, collect a small percentage from people that appreciate living there, then Section Eight is definitely the way to go. There's a reason why you know um, uh, real wealth can be built in the Section Eight world. So. Uh, I want you guys to check out Chris's uh, link in the description box of this podcast. If you're watching it on YouTube, if you're listening to it on another podcast platform, go to the YouTube video with Chris Haskins and I. uh, Click on that and go to the description box and make sure that you uh, check out the links in that description box. And plus, you'll get to see two Uh, fellas who are actually out here doing real estate, doing our thing on camera versus listening, listening to it on a podcast. So in the meantime, man, where can our listeners get in contact with you on social media or whatever, uh, whatever platform you're, you're on right now.
0: Yeah. My biggest thing is YouTube. We're thank God we're passing 80,000 subscribers. we get about a million minutes a month. Thank you and i g is is growing steadily I'm, I'm on there a little bit you know it's trying to challenge you to do all of them and but i think i g now and YouTube, if you just comment, all the comments come right to my phone, so i, I really enjoy it. love it I love interacting with the people yeah I love the people like the, what things that fuels me is the people deals the people. are cool, but the people I just
1: love the people man. You know that's interesting, man, because we were just talking about this again, right? Before we jumped on, and and we said the same exact thing, right? So we we love real estate to a certain extent, but real estate gets boring, right? You know, where we find real joy, and this is people ask us why do we teach, why do we do this, why do we do that? It's because we want to help more people. At the end of the day, that's really what it all boils down to. There's a certain level of excitement that you get when you and a certain level of joy that you have when you help somebody else achieve something and it wasn't you. I'll give you an example. I have a a student who, uh, she's been with me for a year. Uh, well, not necessarily a year, probably eight months or so. Right. And she struggled to wrap her head around how to do deals at first. And this month we worked with her hard over the eight months, of course. Right. Uh, but this month, she's doing a deal where she's going to make $60,000, nine properties. She bought $880,000 worth of real estate. She contracted wow. it for 320 grand, mm-hmm. right? Somebody came in and offered her, we could wait it out, right? But somebody came in and offered her 370 for all these properties, considering they some of them need some work, they're buying cash flow, yada, 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 but $60,000 on her first deal, Sweet. nine properties, Sweet. right? We could wait it out, like I said, we could oh, wait, yeah. but let's just take it's the amazing. money and, and let her go, man. This is the first deal. There's going to be oh, plenty God. of these coming. And that's where the real joy, I know for me as a coach, as a mentor in real estate. Um,
0: but she's worked with you real... for 12, 12 years. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to minimize the fact that people
1: Seven have this months. vision. They think, it oh, 30 days, 30 days, 30 days. <laughs> Some, sometimes, yeah, and that's an important point. It can happen, but majority of the people are not going to make money in 30 days. It's, you know, and, and you guys have heard me say that how many times on this channel. I'm, I'm glad Chris is validating that because it's the truth. At the end of the day, stop listening to 30 day people. You don't make you don't get rich in 30 days. You build a business over time. Mm-hmm. Right. So get that get rich quick stuff out of your head because this business don't work that way. The longer you stay in the business, you know what separates people that make a lot of money in a business and people that don't, and I'm a, and This is something I learned when I was down on Wall Street. It's time. That's it. The only difference wow. between me and you, the person that watching this video right now or listening to this podcast right now, the only difference between me and you is time. I've been that's in the business crazy. for 20 years. Right. <laughs> the person who stays in the game the longest wins. Makes the most money. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Stay in the game. You're gonna make money. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get the experience if you're out there taking action. I, I know uh, professional. Edu- I know professional learners out there, right? Yeah. People who they buy information. They let it. St- it becomes shelf help. It, they let the the information sit on the shelf, right? Mm-hmm. You won't get anywhere doing that. But if you just add one thing to your business every thing. single day, every day. I don't care if you make a new connection. I don't care if you call one seller every day. Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna run into a check. Right. But the, the the only difference between you and I is time. time. I, I have m- much more time in the business.
0: We got what, 35? I've been in since 04. We got almost 40 years put together, Jamel. Here,
1: bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. For me, I've been in since 02. So, yeah, about 40 years right there. God, and, man. you know, you think about that. These are guys, you know, Chris and I, we've been in a game for a long time. So we just <laughs> here to help and provide real game to the audience and let you guys know that, you know, build your wealth, apply, set you know, implement some Section 8 tenants, you know, let the let the government pay off your uh your properties, collect rent every single month. That gets boring. We're not going to lie to you. It gets boring collecting a check every month and not doing nothing for it. It does. Right. That's you why said why something earlier, to, though.
0: You said something earlier, Jamal, about that was a good position to be. Did you think about is. that when it gets there? I mean, I don't even think about it.
1: No, I didn't I, I didn't think about it, man. It, it's just something that happens over time. It's a good position. It's a good problem to have. That's a first world problem, really. You know, oh, it's boring collecting a check every month. How many people got to work for a check, though, Chris? Think about that, bro. Honestly, how many people have to work for a check throughout the entire world, right? You got billions of people that have to get up. So for us to say wow. it's boring collecting a check every single month, that puts things into perspective for us, right?
0: I mean, look at
1: it like that. Yeah, man. This is a, that's why I said it's a great position to be in, man. When you can say, "Look, ah, it's the first. Let me go get this check." All right, I'm not even excited to collect a, a you know, these rent checks on the first of the month anymore. They hit my bank account. I, I forget about one. it. It's just money. You know, where we where where we contribute is helping more people to be able to do the same thing, so that they can be bored collecting these checks, man. Mm. That's where we find a real value. That's why we got YouTube channels. You know, check out Chris on YouTube. Make sure you check out his uh YouTube channel. Chris got a lot of stuff going on. He he mentioned IG as well. Um, I'm gonna link all of that in the description box. More importantly, get Chris's course if you wanna if you wanna uh get started in section eight. Get some guidance. Right? We came from the school of hard knocks, but we did it. We made all the mistakes so that you won't have to make any mistakes. That's the value of. Investing into your education, right? I, I I preach that a lot on my on my uh, a YouTube channel. I want you guys to not be afraid to invest into yourselves, invest into your education. I just bought a course last. Look, I'm well versed in apartment investing, and I bought a mm-hmm. apartment course last week for a thousand dollars. I think it's right? a habit, Jamel. Just be is is a habit. You know what I, I mean? I think it's
0: habit. I gotta get that. Let me get as opposed to saying I gotta get that shoe or
1: I gotta get that bag. Yep. My thing is, I need that. Let me get that. What is it? Two thousand. Yep, exactly. How much money are we investing? We just was we were just talking about a mastermind, right? How much money are we investing? Invested into the masterminds that we that we get into every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, you just mentioned a a, a mastermind or an event that's going to be on a yacht. That's going to cost yeah. some money, right? Yeah. This is stuff that's going to bring you more money. The relationships alone, you're buying relationships. That's yep. what you're doing. Right. So these are all things. This is real talk. I didn't even expect the podcast to go this way, man, but I'm happy it did because this is a real conversation between two guys in the streets. We bang it out. We get it done. We do business every single day. There's no fronting on Instagram. There's no fronting on social media. This is real life. And I love you it. Crazy. <laughs> I'm just being real, man. I'm very transparent. But Chris is key been a real pleasure bro quick question for you if you had to provide our listeners with some last words what would those words be
0: final thoughts on this thing where i guess with section eight just don't be scared i know even for me I, I get scared from time to time like right now i'm scared of crypto you know so i know i have to tackle it mm. i already lost i think this week i lost seven thousand. so uh, i know uh, i have to be prepare myself for wins you know i've been i had a lot of wins in life and i'm sure you have too Jamal. Mm -hmm. but as i as i get older i have to remember that chris you ain't none but a man you are human and you ain't gonna always win so i have to remind myself like look chris expect wins with losses like it's just part of the game just part of the game so if you're gonna do section eight you're probably gonna have more wins than losses right and you might get a bad tenant here and there but just prepare yourself to take action in spite of being scary y'all i mean it just that, that timidity can just hold you back for you my daughter thinks you know as they're younger they think that just because you get older you get richer and wiser their teachers and the people that they meet and even family members you know they have their philosophies and their perspectives and i'm like mm. i'm like baby girl you know we got people older than me still renting they're broke we got people that don't have you know so the perspective and being scared take take some action y'all you don't want to be 50 60 years old still rent man you know it's, it's not a good look especially for my people
1: that's right man i love it man love the message man you guys have heard it straight from chris chris is the man out here doing this thing in the virginia beach area if you're yeah. if you're out there definitely holler at him in north carolina he has a huge uh, audience as well yeah. but overall i don't care if you're nationwide make sure that you listen to what we were talking about today. You know, we wanted to gear it towards the Section 8 uh, sector of real estate, but I think what we spoke about today was from real life, right? Mm-hmm. And these are things that you guys really need to hear that people don't talk about. And uh, I'm I'm happy that this conversation went this way, man. It's one, one of my favorite podcasts that I've done so far. Sweet,
0: man. I got a question for you, Jameel. I didn't get what's to ask up? you nothing. Uh, what's up, man? Before we go. When did you realize that you could earn your way to being wealthy, or did you ever have you realized that? I don't know.
1: When I can earn my way to be wealthy, man, when you
0: could not, I'm saying, well, you know, we all have this thing where we just try to earn, make, 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 or everybody's
1: like, make more money, make more money.
0: Yeah, did you ever come to the That's realization for me? It hit me. I'm like, I have to, Chris, you gotta manage your way to wealth, you ain't gonna earn you. So, did you have that same epiphany, or
1: I think the epiphany <clears throat> hit me when so. Both of us went through the market crash, right? Oh, wait. So I was doing nothing but fixing and flipping and a little bit of wholesaling back then, right? And I realized that I had so much money. I was over leveraged when that market crashed. I had so much money out there and I couldn't sell a house that I had to go belly up, Hmm. right? That's when I think the epiphany hit me. I said, I can't keep grinding the way that I'm grinding right now. And not getting some type of residual or passive income coming passive in every income. single month. So for me, man, I think that's when my mental state changed. Plus, I had I started a family, I got I a wife and kids. When you, when you walk into your house and you can't flip on the light switch and the lights don't come on or you do flip on the light switch and the lights don't come on after you just made a million dollars and then you lost everything. That's, there's a problem with that. And you start worrying about your you stop thinking about yourself. You start thinking about your family. At that mm. point, you start thinking differently. So for me, it was, I'm I'm never going to be broke again. How am I going to do it? And the way to do that is to get properties that's going to pay me every single month. Assets. That's, that's kind of assets. Exactly. And even outside of real estate, I got software pays me every single month. I got different businesses, right? You want to put income streams, multiple income streams. That's that's where you want to be at with it. So for me, you know, I think the epiphany came when I realized that I was making a lot of money, but number one, wholesaling is just a high-paying job. Mm-hmm. Flipping houses is a high-paying job. So although I'm making all of this money, I still got to get up and grind for this money every single day. Mm-hmm. If I stop, then money my, my money stops. So the only way to fix that problem, and this is what I did, I got into creative investing and now apartments um, to be able to buy and hold real estate. And that's why when you guys are listening to me, if you really listen to what I'm telling you in these videos, I'm not providing you any fluff. I'm telling you this because I've lived it. I've done it, right? I'm trying to prevent people from making wholesaling their end-all be-all, even though Golly wholesaling man. is- Wholesaling is a sexy thing out there, right? That's the, wow, I want to be a wholesaler because you got some guy on YouTube or some guy on Instagram uh, telling you that wholesaling is, is the best way to get a check. It is, it can be, but it's not always the best way to get a check. I'm going to tell you that. It's, there's easier ways to get checks than wholesaling. You can go do a lease option deal today and, and, and that's an easier check. That's going to no pay way, you a no lot likely. more money. Yeah, Exactly, all right? So my point in saying all of this, if you really listen to me, if you're really listening to the message that I'm providing you on YouTube is start building passive income because wholesaling is just one way to get some money. But if you're going to build a business around it, it's going to bite. It's going to come back to bite you eventually. Um, And then you're going to be, you you can't, you can't wholesale for your entire life. You just can't, (laughs) but you can pick up a rent check every single month because you only did the work one time. And it's paying you over and over and over again. So think about that. Would you rather work one time and get paid over and over and over again? Or would you rather keep grinding to find the next deal? Because when you're wholesaling, you're only as good as your last deal. Period.
0: I look, you know what? I I, I remember seeing those old dudes coming to look at houses. I'm like, I ain't gonna be <laughs> 70 years old looking at a freaking oh no, man, you're out of your mind. Go and look yeah. at wholesaling and trying to find a buyer and link I'm like, man, you are out, out of your mind. I'm gonna be in the real estate business and do yeah. that
1: for my whole career.
0: Heck, no,
1: nah, man, it's not. Is look, it's just that's one way to get a check, and people make it look good. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not knocking wholesaling at all because I still do it every single month. But I'm strategic with how I do it. I use wholesaling to raise capital to buy more properties. That's good how good for I do you. It. Good for you. You know what I mean.
0: All right. That's all I have for you, brother.
1: Oh, man, it's been a pleasure, bro. We got to do this again, man. It's been real fun. I hope you guys benefited from today's uh, podcast. Definitely leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, Let us know what other topics you want uh, us to talk about. Let me know if you want me to have Chris back. If you want to talk about subject twos, that'll be great. Leave a comment in the comment section. Let, Let me know what your expressions are in the comments, really what you thought about today's podcast. It was a little, it was a little unorthodox, uh, when you compare it to the way we usually do the podcast. And I'm glad that we had this discussion. It was a real conversation, right? And and in some ways it was just more of a, it was unstructured. It was the way that I like to do podcasts. And, um, Mm. that's, that's why I had a lot of fun doing this today. So let us know in the comment section, what you guys thought about this information. What did you learn today? Cause I know there were so many nuggets that we spoke about that you, that you had to pick up. What nugget did you pick up today? Make sure you like this video. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, subscribe to Chris's channel on YouTube. I'm going to link it in the description box. All of the information subscribe, my man with the sledgehammer, S- slam that subscribe button with that sledgehammer right there. And let's, uh, Let's continue to uh, press forward together to uh, help you in your real estate investing journey. Listen, guys, it's been a real pleasure. Looking forward to the next one, and I'll see you guys then. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to Jamel or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash The Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.